Morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak. Episode 222 is renting cool. Um, I know that especially when it comes to first home buyers, where a lot of the time they, um, they're very, even if they're not going to live in a property, they just feel like they, it has to be the one they would live in. Um, so, and a lot of people have that concept they're going to own where they live. Mark, is renting cool? Renting is, you know what, you've got to be really careful with your money. Um, and where the problem is, is it's a bit like, you know, with lay-by. Um, if you go lay-by and you actually uh, miss out on picking up the item, paying high interest rate, you know, actually, you know what a better comparison is? It's like a credit card, 55 days free. Yes, that's cool. But if you don't pay it off in the 55 days, you're screwed. So uh, same thing with renting. It's cool, but if you are not actually doing something parallel with your money, um, you, you, you're always going to be on that on that merry-go-round on on that um, you know you know what it was a rat jump run on the, the mill. Ty, can you give us a thumbs up if you can hear us on Insta? I just don't have Mark's audio in Insta, so I'm just worried you can't hear. I don't Ty, have you on Insta at all. Sorry, buddy. Yes, yeah, so I can't. I can't see you. Oh yeah, you. Oh, where are you? Um, I'll put a request through. Yeah. Uh, go. It's frozen. Wave. Sorry, go. Anyway, Wave. let's kill Insta. It's going on. No, it started. Um, yeah, so I think, guys, it's just really important that if you're going to be on, on that rental bus, if you're going to be on that rental cycle, um, that you just make sure that you are paralleling and doing something clever with your money. We did some comparisons. Can we do some comparisons, Michael, with renting or the difference between renting or owning? Because yeah, so this is a, it's this pretty is a, close. So if, we, if we're buying an $800,000 property, you're generally going to need, let's say, you're going to have a loan of seven hundred thousand. So it's seven hundred thousand yep. times zero point zero three five percent. You're looking at a rental repayment, uh, a loan repayment of about five hundred dollars a week, four hundred seventy five hundred. Plus, you're going to have at least a hundred dollars of outgoings that you don't have when you're renting. So let's yep. just call it five fifty six hundred. Now you can generally rent a two bedroom property for about 580 to 650. So it's it's really on par. So where this will help um, people with their understanding is, but even though the renting and mortgage is very similar of the renting and buying that $800,000 property, what isn't similar is you need generally an extra 20, 30 grand to buy it or 40. And your income generally needs to be 20% higher as well with serviceability, Mark, and a lot of time, Mark, that's not easy to do. To like, so, like saving that 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand could be a couple of years away and the market's going to go up 10%. So it's actually, you're going to be chasing a tail and same with yep. income. So but what buyers are going to understand is they just won't subscribe. So a renter will just give up, play dead. Yeah. So they'll go into the rental cycle, they'll play dead on the buyer's cycle and you don't have to play dead on the buyer's cycle. You can, you know, like I know families of four or five that have been renting for 10 or 15 years, they should have just bought a one-bedroom unit on the side. Yes, and that's, that's, the, that's yeah. that point. 
where if you yeah. can't get that two bedroom for 800, just put no. your money in the market, get the money yeah. in the market, buy what you can buy when you can buy it. Because it doesn't, you always had that stigma on paying someone's mortgage. Well, the yeah, reality, that's okay. Yeah. And the reality is it's not like you're paying that much more because it's pretty even. I get it if the mortgage was $500 a week and the rental was a thousand and you're really chipping away at it. But then again, it would be the same on your property. Your mortgage would be say 300 and you're getting 600. But let's correct people, Mark, we've done that psychology where the, the it hurts more to lose than the, the pleasure of winning. So focusing more on not owning it and renting it because that's what people will focus on more. If I said to you, you're gonna come out even, a lot of people would still not do it because of the, the difference of hurting is far greater. So not renting it, it's very similar at the moment. So therefore you can rent the property you love and you feel that works for you, the two better, maybe with views or closer to the city or wherever you wanna be, but put your money in the market. Because as you said, Mark, you, you get complacent and you, and you, um, you stop looking at that buyer, you stop being the buyer and a couple of years go past. Now, if you're having five or 10% growth in a suburb, that 800 property is then gonna be 950, even harder to get. But at least if you bought that one better that was 500, now that's 600, at least you're going up with the, with the market and you're protecting yourself. Yeah, because I think, I think as buyers, as when you're a tenant, you look at the cash in, cash out per year in the, if you're going to be a tenant, cash out, cash in, if you're going to be an owner occupier. And when you look at that, that cash position at the moment, presently with where rates are, it's actually like for like. So it's actually, it's very, very similar. Now, as a professional tenant, you've got to understand that you're missing out on capital growth. Now, people, the pessimists are always saying, wow, well, there is no you know, capital growth. But the reality is when you look back 10, 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50 years, 10 year on 10 year, it's generally double. And that's what it's always done. That's what a tenant is missing out on. That's yep. what everyone's got to be really conscious about. So when you're talking to friends and family at the barbecue on a Sunday and everyone's talking about the benefits of renting and the benefits of owning, the cash flow position year by year, yep, everyone's right. What the hell do I need to buy for? Go through all yes. that if I can actually rent. But you're missing out on the capital growth. Now, a lot of people will have an excuse for missing out on the capital growth, and they say, "I just can't get my four kids into a two, and all like into a, a, a one bedroom unit." That's why we rent a four bedroom house. We get it, we got it, but there is no reason why you can't parallel a little investment to get that capital growth while you live in your big house. Sorry, I've just lost you on Insta. Have you? Uh, yeah, all good. It was just the audio cut out. Um, but I heard there's no reason why you can't parallel that investment. And that's what the point of this show is, to let people know that. And not to mention, Mark, when that when you're, the property owned is an investment, it opens the doors for uh, tax depreciation. It opens the doors for um, tax deductions with any with any maintenance repairs into that property. So there's there's good benefit, there's great benefits there as well. Yeah, so you're not 
So basically what people have got to realise is that you have the benefit, the Australian government lets you own one property, capital gains free. So basically if you own a house or a unit or, or not a commercial property, but if you have a house or a unit, a townhouse, and it doubles in value over a 10-year period, you have lived in it in that 10-year period, you don't have to pay tax on that gain different to a stock, different to any other investment in Australia, that's the beauty about property. So people have got to be conscious that not only can I make a great investment that's going to double in 10 years because that's what it's done the last 50 years, but that investment is going to be a capital gains-free investment and you are missing out, Mr. and Mrs. Tenant. It's great that you're a tenant. Please stay a tenant. Enjoy yeah. being a tenant. It's clever, but it's not clever if you haven't got a tax-free investment available to you that you're not utilising. So the message today, there's another good reason. And do you want to explain negative gearing? Yeah, I just want to address what Luke said as well, like paying homeowner interest is dead money. I think, Luke, are you referring to it if you're the tenant? And if so, totally agree with you there. But the alternative, what the point of today is, is the, the alternative is people are not buying. So they're, they're renting anyway, and but they don't have that investment because they can't buy what they want. So yes, that yeah. is dead money, but, keep it, but the alternative is you buy an investment and then you, in return, someone is paying that dead money for you and you've bought. So yes, there is that negative, but the, the positives weigh out that negative, especially when the alternative alternative is they're not going to buy and they're renting anyway so it was dead money the difference is changing the mindset so they have an asset negative gearing so in uh, negative gearing is basically you look at the whole income for the property maybe 20 grand a year versus the, the interest on the loan all the outgoings and expenses, and that may be $25,000 a year. That means your property is a neg- is negative with cash flow, $5,000 a year. And that's, and then the benefit, because you may think, why is that good? That obviously sounds bad, the investment's costing me. The way with, and refer to your accountant for any specific information before you do anything, um, the benefit is that five grand will then come off your taxable income as a deduction. And that's where the benefit is people. When you're playing the tax game, you're looking for deductions because where that may help, let's say for example, the tax threshold uh, is $100,000. And if you're under 100,000, you pay 30%. If you're above 100,000, you pay 45. Let's say your income was 110 with no deductions, it stays at 110. But let's say your property is $5,000 negative. Now that 110 goes to 105. Let's say you painted it and you did carpet and that say it was six, uh, six grand, your 99,000 is your taxable income. So instead of getting taxed 30% at a, a 45% at 110, you're now gonna get taxed 30% at 96. It's far greater tax, less tax. Those figures were just round figures to make the equation easier to follow. They're not exact, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> that's the gist of it. But the, the, look, the main thing of what we're talking about to guys today is the top being a tenant and the benefits of being a tenant and staying a tenant. They are clear. They are there. Um, 
that's why you know I think a lot of people poo-poo people to being tenant tenants they should buy. Not the case. Sometimes it just doesn't work. I'll give you an example. I rented um, our first offices for 15 years. I was a tenant. And the reason why I was a tenant is because when I went into the original office, I was 23. I didn't have the money to buy a commercial property. Uh, another reason I stayed so long in there is it was just so hard to find a commercial property that suited what we needed. It was, you know, li- literally a, an absolute um, a, a very like the level of difficulty was 10 out of 10. So until we got the right one, we stayed where we were. But here's the point. Here's the kicker. I continued to make investments along the way. That's what tenants should be doing. That's the message out of, to, out of today. Stay a tenant. Be a great tenant. Enjoy being a tenant, but make your investments along the way. Make sure you're putting a little bit away for a rainy day. Yeah. And it's tax-free and there's negative gearing. Yes, perfect. Uh, and Mar, good to see you've joined Don, um, Lisa, Brett, how are you? Uh, anything else you want to add on to that, Mark, or is that a wrap for episode 222? That's a wrap. That's a wrap, dude. Is that triple two? Yeah, 222. Sick. Renting um, is cool. You know, it's cool. But look, that's the main thing, guys. And, and, and also... Sh- Share this knowledge. I'm not saying share the post, but share this knowledge with people because I I reckon it's cliche, probably one of the top three mistakes I see people make. So I've been in a real estate agent for 25 years. People come to me and want advice. This would be a piece of advice that I would share with someone to say, guys, you know, it's okay to rent, but just make sure you're running that little sausage on the side. Uh, And these days with first home buyer incentives, these days, with these days, with how banks want us, how banks are, you know, towards first home buyers and friendly, with no stamp duty, uh, with five percent deposits, you have got rocks in your head um, to be a tenant that doesn't own a property. Yeah. If you are t- a tenant that is, that doesn't own property and have take advantage of those benefits are there you better have a bloody good investment on the side guys we need to have investments on the side i know luke's big about this luke Maroney yeah, is watching rent, his buyer's agent rent vesting is his word i like that rent vesting rent, rent vesting it's very very important stay as yeah. a tenant that's cool but please make sure you've got your your investment for your future um superannuation simply isn't enough um, yep. to have a, a property or maybe stocks or something on the side while you are a tenant for five or 10 or 20 or 30 years. That's great. Look, I know, I know, um, you know, Aussie John, John Simons. Yep. He only bought his um, place to live in about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. For the first 30 years of his business, he was a tenant. Yeah. But he made his investments on this. Like this is a super clever guy. He made his investments on the side. Um, he actually, I remember reading an article in the paper saying he, he always found it much cheaper for luxury property. And you're talking properties worth 10, 20, 30 million. It was much cheaper to actually rent them and have them maintained by the landlord than to actually buy them. It was, But he still made his business investments and property investments on the side. That's my point. Perfect. That's the take. Thank you, everyone. Back tomorrow morning. Love you. See ya, boy. Boy. (laughs) See ya. Thanks, Michael.